Tuesday has materialized once again, and it has taken the form of October 27th, 2020. This is the latest Charlottesville Community Engagement newsletter and newscast, and I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. To start today's show, a shout-out to a GoFundMe campaign for my friend Charlene Munford. Charlene is seeking funds to bring her cleaning business to the next level. I hired Charlene for a big job earlier this year, and I'm very satisfied with the work. Take a look at her GoFundMe page today to learn more. The Virginia Department of Health reports another 1,134 cases of COVID-19 in Virginia today, and the seven-day average for positive tests is at 5% for the second day in a row. The Blue Ridge Health District reports another 17 cases, with seven from Charlottesville, six from Albemarle, two from Louisa, and one new case each in Fluvanna and Green. Today's percent positivity for the district was not available at production time. The University of Virginia reports 55 active cases as of yesterday, with 45 of them students. 5% of quarantine rooms are in use, as are 3% of isolation rooms. In-person browsing may soon be coming to more Jefferson-Madison Regional Library branches, as the system considers mitigating potential health risks associated with the pandemic. The library system closed early in the state of emergency, but it added curbside service at all branches in the summer. They opened branches in outlying counties in September, limiting attendance to five at a time. Library Director David Plunkett addressed the JMRL Board of Trustees at their meeting on Monday. The goal is going to be to work with Charlottesville to open the city area branches. Um, I'm aiming for between Thanksgiving and Christmas for Gordon Avenue, Northside, and Central. Plans to open the Scottsville and Crozet branches may be announced sooner, as soon as county officials are consulted. When Scottsville opens, only one person will be allowed in at a time. Uh, Scottsville, unfortunately, at least to begin with, will only be one appointment at a time uh, in order to keep the six feet social distancing required to make this work. The branch is so small, it's about the size of, of my office here. Lisa Wolfork is one of three library trustees for Charlottesville. She posed an important question. This question isn't really a critique at all of the plan. I guess it's a question about um, some of the speculation or what your thoughts might be on the speculation that we can expect numbers to rise, maybe nationally as well as in the state, as the weather gets colder and flu season converges on COVID. Do you have any thoughts about what a bump in infection rates might I believe that the model that we have in place at Green Louisa and Nelson uh, could continue throughout a bump uh, because you're talking about nobody being in close contact with any members of the public. You're talking about everybody masked at all times. And you're talking about very limited um, people in a building to overwhelm an HVAC system. And you're talking about a massive amount of cleaning by staff that's happening on a daily basis. Plunkett said staff is reviewing closely the new definition that the Centers for Disease Control have for close contact. Previously, it was listed as someone who had been within six feet of an infected person for a 15-minute period. Now close contact is defined as someone who has been within six feet of a positive case for a cumulative 15 minutes over a 24-hour period. The definition of close contact will also affect operations at the Blue Ridge Health District, according to spokeswoman Catherine Goodman. She said in a statement that contact investigations will continue with the same process as before. We just have a new definition for identifying close contacts, which may lead to more contact tracing. She reminded people that COVID-19 is still a public health threat. 
In other library news, the main meeting room in the Central Branch will be renamed the Swanson Case Courtroom to honor a legal victory which resulted in the first African American being admitted to graduate school at the University of Virginia in 1950. You can learn more about that on the JMRL website. The meeting room is currently named after Paul Goodloe McIntyre. Plunkett said the name of the library system will be studied as well. The Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority could soon improve its financial reputation with the Federal Department of Housing and Urban Development. City Council last week agreed to spend $80,000 from its CARES Act funding to cover back rent from March 2020 to now. CRHA Executive Director John Sales said that would make 120 households current. That will signal to HUD that the public housing agency is improving its finances. Tenant accounts receivable has been one of the bigger hits on the scoring uh, historically. In many years, uh, if you go back to the audits, uh, HUD has always dinged the housing authority on collecting rent and failure to collect rent. Last week, council agreed to a funding agreement with CRHA for $3 million in city funding for the renovation of Crescent Halls as well as building new units at South 1st Street. They also agreed to a recovery agreement between CRHA and HUD. Virginia is set to spend billions on rail travel in order to allay congestion on major highways. Yesterday, the Virginia Passenger Rail Authority Board held their first ever meeting, 10 months after Governor Ralph Northam announced a $3.7 billion program to purchase 350 miles of railroad right-of-way and 225 miles of track. To kick off the meeting, Virginia Transportation Secretary Shannon Valentine said she led a bipartisan case in 2009 for daily service from Lynchburg to Washington when she was a member of the House of Delegates. And it actually resulted in Virginia making an investment in inner-city passenger rail service for the first time in its history. Service began in October 2009. Since then, the state has gradually expanded service due to increased demand. We have certainly come a long way in 11 years. We've gone from a $17.5 million pilot to a projected $3.5 billion budget for DRPT and the VPRA in the upcoming six-year improvement plan. Valentine said ridership has grown from 125,000 in the first year to 971,000 in 2019. She added that the pandemic will affect transportation funding, but that Virginia will proceed with the purchase of the right-of-way and track. We believe that the rail initiatives we are putting forward are addressing transportation issues for decades. These are generational solutions, and that is the strategy that we are actually bringing forward through um, DRPT for commuter rail, passenger rail, and as a result, freight rail. That includes purchase of a rail line from Clifton Forge to just west of Richmond for future passenger service. Michael McLaughlin is the chief of rail for DRPT. We did that for purposes of rail preservation. Uh, we do want to see continue seeing freight moved along the Buckingham Branch by the Buckingham Branch Railroad. But we also wanted to allow the opportunity to control their own future. And that is really a theme for all of this. It's not just about the next 10 years. It's about the next 100 years, if you will, about the next century. The ability to, to grow passenger and freight service in Virginia. Today in meetings, the Greene County Board of Supervisors meets at 7.30 p.m. 
on the agenda is a rezoning for property on the Albemarle County border and a special use permit for a drive-in movie theater. They'll also get an update on the Green County Water Supply Plan. The Pantops Community Advisory Committee will meet at 6.15 and will get a presentation on the conversion of Exit 124 from a traditional intersection to a diverging diamond. And that's it for this edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newsletter and Newscast. If you have enjoyed this program, please consider making some sort of a financial donation through Patreon or Substack or through Venmo. You can find out the latter. You can find out all of these options by going to infoseville.com. That's infoseville.com. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and we'll be back tomorrow with another installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newsletter and Newscast. Thanks for listening and stay safe out there.